afternoon, and welcome to another exciting episode of 48 Shades of Football. Although with the snow today, it's all, the, all the grounds are presumably one shade of white. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad, right? Just like a bit of a, a, bit of a flurry this morning. Fancy a kickabout after, after work? Uh, we need to, get, need to find an orange ball. Uh, if only there was a football team that had ridiculously bad orange colours, then we could uh, they, they maybe ask them for a, a sponsored ball. Did you see their, their new kit? I did see their new kit. I guess we'll do like a blog preview of it as well as a podcast preview of all the kits when they come out, but it has to be said, that's, all, that's already going to be in class shit. As opposed to classic. So is today's intro music saying it's a real dog of a kit? Uh, it could be, actually. It could have been. Obviously, the intro music was who let the dogs out. Or um, have, uh, have you pulled a new bird? <laughs> bit late for that now, isn't it? But I guess we're now starting another podcast. Um, but no, the intro music is very dog-related. Yep. Uh, and it's the news that uh, <coughs> Songnam FC have made what looks like it could be their final signing of the season, or the pre-season. They've signed Biscuit. The guy uh, from Ali McBeal. The guy from Ali McBeal, yes. The McBiscuit, right? <laughs> um, I guess they want to be united with the fans. That's one for old people from the UK. Uh, so basically they've signed a, a dog. Uh, but they've, they've not signed a dog. They've sponsored a dog called Biscuit. That is an ex-Greyhound that was mistreated. Probably because I didn't win anything. Is that is that a, uh, a Monty Python reference? Uh, I don't think so. This is an ex-parrot. <laughs> it's an ex-parrot, yes. It's an ex-greyhound. It was a greyhound. Now, it, now what's a whippet now, is it? Or is well, it a, a rug? It's a dog now, right? Because it, it doesn't race anymore, yeah? But I thought greyhound's the breed. It's still a greyhound. Oh, it's still a greyhound then, okay. A retired greyhound. Okay, so it's a retired greyhound dog racer, okay? Uh, probably if, if the Phantom was here, he could probably put us both right. I bet it could beat a lot of the horses that he looks, watches as well. <laughs> Probably. But the thing is, right, the dog's black. And, I, and I, I always remember when I was growing up, my father said, if I was ever betting on dogs, if I was ever in doubt, uh, if, the, if, the, if the black dog was wearing the orange number five, then I was betting it because it will win. And that's what you applied in the nightclubs of Glasgow. Uh, well, that's why I'm that, that's why I'm teaching in Seoul, <laughs> and uh, not managing like my own company. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, <coughs> so it was a current greyhound that used to race, uh, that was mistreated, and was at that kind of in a rescue centre. Is there dog racing in Korea? I think we can set up a new niche blog, a, a new niche podcast. Yes, there's no racing in Korea, right? Okay, so it's just a greyhound then. They never raced. No wonder I was mistreated. I don't have anybody to roost against. <laughs> the guy buys a greyhound. He's like, uh, there's only horses. He bought it. There's a guy raising greyhounds for the dog meat factory <laughs> without realising they've got no flesh on them. I'm really glad we're not on the radio this week. Uh, I, I'm going to assume that there is some sort of illegal dog racing. I'm fairly sure someone can, can tweet us and let us know. Um, but I don't really know. Anyway, the dog was mistreated. That's the main uh, uh, kind of... Uh, idea and Songnam have taken it under their wing so to speak uh, and it's going to be they've sponsored it until such time as it finds a new home it's a good job Songnam's first season first match of the season is away at Chumburg then I'd be like fantastic we walk in a biscuit <laughs> lying flailed on top of a stadium um, <clears throat> I mean, I don't actually know if the dog... I'm assuming the dog will be paraded at games or whatever. Like, I, don't, I don't really know how serious Sonam have taken it. 
But it did look rather happy in his Sonam scarf and shirt when I saw the photograph. Do you remember all those years ago when when the dog found the uh, was it the World Cup trophy or the FA Cup trophy that was nicked? Uh, the World Cup trophy, right? Well, do you think Sonam have got this dog to look for their their K-League classic place? Uh, they probably got it to look for a goal, <laughs> for Wangy Joe's footballing boots. Um, the, obviously, you are thinking to yourself, you know, when Wangy Joe heard that they, they, they were sponsoring a dog, was he like, hey, <laughs> I might be in there? <laughs> and then it was the wrong kind of dog. Um, but, yeah, I'll be interested, I don't really know what it is. It's obviously like a kind of PR stunt, I guess, of, of, of sorts. Speaking of PR and song now, uh, looks like they've struck a deal to be sponsored by Naver. Uh, so the last two seasons, they've been sponsored by Rolling Jubilee, uh, which is a kind of like, uh, you know, like Occupy New York type thing, Occupy Wall Street type thing. Um, and uh, this, the rumour was that for every goal or something that they scored, there was a donation made or something. I'm not really quite sure how that whole deal worked. But not very well. Not very well, yeah. Uh, well, after Tiago left, Roland Jubilee went bankrupt. Um, but it was seen that the the rumour is that they've been sponsored by Naver, so I guess we'll maybe see something on their shirts uh, come the start of the season. I, I would love to see... You know... Uh the, the K-League each team when they put out a, 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 a promotional poster for each match there's normally like two or three players uh, in the centre of the poster I would love it if they did a Scooby-Doo themed one <laughs> with Biscuit Huang Yijou Dohun and those pesky kids <laughs> I should, and you in the background with your face being ripped off you pull my mask off yeah it turns out I'm actually like a, a 6 foot 2 blonde supermodel uh, yeah underneath so that was the intro music we're now five minutes into our 30 minute podcast. It was indeed. Sorry, I had to take a quick pause there, probably take on some fluids, because uh, I've got a bit of a cold, so I've got to make sure that I keep I keep my fluid intake up. Yeah, that sounds like a, it's a bit of a cliche, isn't it? It is a bit of a cliche indeed, yes. It was this week's football cliche on the blog, uh, Take On Fluids. Wasn't very well received, I hear. Uh, the fluids are, are the blog the post. Blog post. You said, uh, said someone left some abuse. Yeah, someone may have left a rather abusive comment about one of the teams that's, fo- that's featured in the in the uh, banner of the of the blog. He's one of those uh, half a season Anyang types, so. Oh, okay. And still bitter for it. Still bitter for it. Well, most Anyang fans are still bitter, though, right? Speaking of which, there's a horse that races called Anyang Cheetah. Just thought that you know that. Anyway, um, <coughs> so basically, yeah, the, the cliche of the week was take on fluids. Not quite sure when uh, drinking water or you know drinking some Gatorade became take on fluids, but uh, that, that it didn't work too well for the, the Titanic, did it? That all started in the '94 World Cup, right? Drink. They introduced drink breaks then for the. Yeah, but I think it was called a drink break and drinking. I don't think it was actually called taking on fluids. Uh, I mean, like, you don't really take them on, right? You kind of just put them down your throat. But yeah, so that was the cliche for this week's blog. I should say it was a titanic effort to uh, get the blog up in time, but uh, we got it up, so to speak. That's what she said. Yep. So it's up there. So take on fluids. Any ideas, any suggestions about what you want us to prattle on and write about and talk about next week, then please let us know. Uh, I guess we'll be trying to do a cliche every single podcast, right? That's a bit of a cliche, isn't it? That's a bit of a cliche. So for, for all you people out there who watch football in English, the EPL or whatever, uh, and uh, hear things like take on flows, now you know what it means, yeah? And once you've uh, worked your way through all the, the British <coughs> football cliches, you'll presumably start on Korean ones. I, if anyone wants to give me a Korean cliche, I would more than happy write about it. 
the whole thing's a cliche. The whole of Korean football? Yeah. Respect is a bit of a cliche, right? So I guess, I mean, they'd be talking about taking on fluids, but I guess one person who would be taking on fluids in the K-League uh, next year looks like being Goldriano himself. Indeed. Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Who seems to be recently, today, I believe, uh, has been photographed in China. And looks to be uh, on his way to sign for a Chinese Super League team do you, do you want me to pronounce it? Yes, please. Shujiazhuang Everbright. Exactly. Um, so it looks as like if he's left. So uh, obviously unhappy, I'm guessing, Paul. Um, it's not. It's not official yet. It's. Okay. It's. Uh, I forget. There's a, there's a there's a phrase they use for like semi-official things. Unofficial. Uh, no, it's, there's a Korean phrase for it. Okay. I can't remember what it is, but yeah, it, it looks like it's going to happen. Unofficial. <laughs> It's like official or something. Okay, so it's kind of in between, right? Yeah. So right now he, he, we don't know what's really happening. He may just be in China on vacation, even though he may be on a visa run. He may be, even though the SSO team are sitting in Guam right now. Uh, but he's gone to Beijing to renew his visa. Okay. Yeah. You, heard it, you heard it here first. <laughs> his Chinese visa. <laughs> Chinese visa, right? So uh, I mean, <coughs> it'd be a huge loss to, to the K League. Should, I should say I've been to Shijiazhuang about ten times. Okay, where, what, what kind of place is it? I don't know. It's, it's, if you take a train from Beijing heading south, it's like the first station out of, outside of Beijing. It's about three hours train bike from Beijing. Okay, so it's kind of close to Beijing then, right? In uh, Chinese terms. Yeah, it's probably even closer than three hours now because this was like 20 years ago when okay. they've got bullet trains now. So, so they're obviously not a, a huge team, so I guess you'll be tasked with getting them into next year's Champions League. It was a second division team, was it not? I, I seem to recall. Uh, I don't know, I just saw the, the tweet I saw said CSL, so I assumed that that meant first division. No, it was last week, it was second second division team. I think they got relegated this year. Okay. Uh, someone else went to the second division as well, right? Um, forget who, but yeah. Okay, so he's also going to be a big loss. Uh, so quick on the heels of Leo dancing in the sand, um, it's kind of uh, going to be a bit of a... A bit of a kind of sore one for the for the the, 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 the people who turn up to see goals in the K League, um, but I guess uh, I guess now the the kind of the, the onus falls on your captain to like, like gild your team together, like not 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 geld them together. That's what I was going to say first time, but to like you know they kind of get them and kind of garner them and and do you think Osmar can can lead you guys to success again next year? Uh, I thought you said the captain. Oh, so has something happened? Yeah, Osmar's no longer the captain. He's no longer the captain indeed. So who is now the captain? Who, which hugely broad-shouldered, uh, influential player like Dehan is now your captain? Uh, Kwaktehi. Okay, that works. Uh, I think a central defender normally makes a good captain, don't you think? He's got experience. Oh, wasn't that what Osmar was? <laughs> Osmar was, yeah. <laughs> so we went from the guy on the left of the central defence to the guy on the right. Uh, I, I think Osmar was a a, a very inf- a very good player, a, a pillar of the sole team. Mm. But I'm not sure he was a, a good a good leader of the team. And surely the the, the communication. Uh, language problems must have been an issue in yeah. like, trying to rally the troops. And so there were a couple of times last year where him and Dehan fell out as well. Yeah. Like, so there was a few 
times where there were some spats in the team. So maybe, uh, maybe it's not too bad. In fact, he, he, he was a guy you brought back kind of like midway through the season, right? He was Huang's first signing, right? Yeah. Maybe not even Huang's, but maybe I, th- I would imagine he was in the pipeline before Huang. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. But he was the first actual. Having said that, I'm sure Osmar will provide vital support as vice captain. Uh, nope, that's by Park Too Young. Oh. Who will provide that support, presumably, from the bench. From the bench. <laughs> <laughs> so, interestingly, he's went with, with uh, Quacken, Quacken Park. Uh, my take on this, I know you probably don't agree with me, is it's just Wang going back down his Pohang. We won the league with 11 Koreans. Uh, I only want a Korean as my captain. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but that's just kind of uh, how I feel. Maybe Osmar's on his way out. <sighs> Losing Osmar and Adriano in one close season would be disastrous for Seoul. I did see that Buriram's replacement Venezuelan centre-back is on his way out of the Thai league to a, an unnamed Asian team. So maybe Osmar moves on and this Venezuelan chap comes in. So that would be like Osmar moves to China or to Japan and this guy comes in and takes his place. But that's a, that's a completely unsub- unsubstantiated rumour. Yeah, so most rumours though. Okay. But let's play on the fact that we don't know anything. Yeah. But if you were to lose uh, Osmar and Adriano, do you think you could really mount a serious title challenge next year? Do you th- well, the title challenge, do you think you could like, mount a serious title defence next year? Um, I think that... Chumbuka have got a lot weaker than we have so far, but it's not the best way about going about a type of defence, is it? Not really, especially when it looks as if the team that's strengthening most seems to be the Blue Wings, right? They also this week brought in Shin Young from Pohan. From Pohan. That's Shin what his name. Shin <laughs> Shin. Yeah. Pohan goalie. Yeah, so they brought him in and they immediately loaned out no damn good to uh, Pohan. Pohan, yeah. So Pohan they loaned out yeah. another, another goalie to Suwon. Yeah, so they're now back out of two goalkeepers again. Uh, they had four for about ten seconds. But Shin's a good keeper. You know, they, they, they brought in a couple of other decent players. So I guess it'll be interesting to see if they can actually mount a serious challenge next year. I wonder why Sol didn't come in for him. You'd think Huang would know him really well, right? Yeah. Obviously, he was his first choice keeper. If he if he knew he was on the market, why wouldn't Sol go in for him? I don't know. I mean, like Sol can't possibly think that you Chan is is a is their is their first choice keeper, right? I mean, he was the vice captain last year, jokingly enough, but. You can't really imagine that they, they view him as being the first choice keeper, but who is out there? Unless they actually believe that they can get Kim Dong Jun from, from, from Solna. But he's, he, I mean, some of them have said that he is not for sale this season. If they don't get up, I, I think there'll be a fire sale, but they've said that he's not for sale this season. So I don't understand, as you said, why Seoul didn't come in from. Unless they're looking at one of the boys who left. You go to Japan coming back or something, but well, the one they were linked with has already signed a new contract. Yeah. So maybe Jung. The other one's gone to Kangwon, and Jung seems happy enough where he is, right? Yeah. So, so looking at it, you guys say uh, so are going to go into the season with you? Like, so I think Seoul fans could tolerate signing uh, Lee Sang Ho from Suwon Blue Wings, but I don't think they tolerate signing Jung 
ex-Bluenclair because they make fun of him every time because of his his yeah. so but looking at high profile goalkeepers how many other ones are there out there uh, you know like for a for a team of so size they should have like one of the highest profile Korean goalkeepers right and it doesn't look as if there's and this is maybe a young guy in the, the, in the reserves that Huang likes and he's really trying to kind of bring through I guess we'll see in about six weeks right yeah, it's not long. So the fixture list was was released today. The opening fixtures, anyway. Yep. And then uh, a whole lot have been released. A whole lot. Yeah. Okay. I have to look through them to see which which ones are on during the summertime. But anyway, uh, but I guess let's talk. Well, I guess we'll talk about the opening fixtures, right? Yeah. We knew the charity shield was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so that will be uh, Seoul versus Suwon, Blue Wings. Yep. I guess that there's no. F, like uh, Suwon FC, we'll just go back to calling them Suwon, right? Uh, is that going to be on the Saturday or the Sunday, Paul? Uh, that is scheduled to be on the Sunday. On the Sunday? Three o'clock kickoff. Okay. That is the 5th of March. 5th of March. So that's going to be like the highlight, obviously, of the whole of that whole week, right? So that's seven weeks, seven weeks of time. Okay. So. Eight weeks' time. Any other big games on that weekend? Uh, shall I go through the whole list? Yes, please. Uh, starting on Saturday, three fixtures on Saturday: Ulsan versus Pohang. Okay, it's a bit of a derby. Kwangju Tegu. Uh, I might take that in. I might go with that game actually. I really might go. <coughs> Sangju Kangwon. Yeah, no, I'm not interested. Chonbuk Chonnam. What? Chola derby the first day? You might go to that instead, way. Right? Do a double header over the weekend. Kwangju on Saturday, Chonju on Sunday, that's doable. It's doable, right? But I might do, I might do the Chonju on the Sunday game then, actually. Seoul Suwon. Of course, just before <coughs> the before Matty Benz gets all excited about having a drinking buddy, uh, I'm going to be in, in the John Amend, obviously. <laughs> My new team for next year, right? And then Incheon Jeju to round it off. See, I could be really lazy and go to Incheon Jeju and not do anything else, right? I'm not going to go to the Charity Shield, right? I'm not going to go to the Charity Shield. Uh, I want to go somewhere different. So, yeah, yeah if I can, I'll go to Guangzhou. Uh, if I can, I might go to the John, the John Book game. I assume you'll be, obviously, at Sangam. Uh, yes, certainly will be. So, in that case, me going somewhere else gives us, like, two games to comment on, right? Okay. And then, last fixtures before the split. You want to go to those? Yep. Suwon Chonbuk. Okay. Pohang Sangju. Okay. Chonnam Seoul. Again. That was the same as last Yeah. Tegu Incheon. Kangwon Ulsan. Cheju Kwangju. Kangwon Ulsan. It's going to be like. So, second against third, just before the split. Seoul already wrapped up the title by then. <laughs> I said second against third. <laughs> John Book will be fighting at the bottom with the Blue Wings. And that's the 1st of October. Okay. Do you want me to pick a random weekend in June to give you fixtures for? Pick a random weekend in June, yeah. Don't give me a date. No, no, that's... Mid-June's always a good time. That's, the, the sun's usually nice. Let's go for June 10th. Uh, June 10th. Where am I? July, June 10th. Uh, no fixtures. Okay, let's go for June 6th. That's the holiday. Is it midweek? Any midweek fixtures? No fixtures. Amazingly, how did that happen, eh? There's no fixtures on that week. 
there's a fixture on the 28th of May, and then the next fixture is the 17th of June. Okay, so that must be the summer break for international or something, yeah? Okay. Yeah. But I guess but that's way, way ahead. I mean, we'll get to that, uh, you know, like, that we'll kind of walk down that aisle, like, once we get to it, right? We could do a mega, a mega podcast that weekend. If we could find some more life to podcast from, interesting, that would be interesting that weekend. <laughs> the brides versus the grooms, 11. Who knows, man, like, our only listeners might actually be there anyway, right? Alright. I guess Bab's got an invite. <laughs> okay, so, obviously, the big game of the, uh, of the opening weekend is the Charity Shield. We've talked about how Adriano might not be there. One player who definitely won't be there uh, is Kwon Chang-hun, who has moved to Dijon. He must have had better offers than that. He must have better offers, yes. Uh, 1.2 million euros, it seems. So it seems like Dijon came in with a 7.50, and then it was negotiated to 1, and then at the last minute it seems to be put up to 1.2 million, yeah? Bargain. I mean... Bargain for the player of two years ago, uh, a little bit too much in, in my mind for the player of last season. But then again, who was good last season with Blue Wings, right? Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan, yeah. Uh, some interesting things that people are saying, you know, that uh, it won't be long. It won't be long until he's playing in the Champions League. Um, I would be stunned if Quan Chang-hoon realises his, his potential and ever makes a pick. So my prediction right here, right now, is that Quan Chang-hoon will fall into obscurity. Like, like any, any number of K-League players. Any number of K-League players have gone pick over. one out of mid-air. Uh, Kim, Kim Jin-soo. Who's that? Uh, he used to play with Hoffenheim. Okay. He's just decided that Europe is not for him. A little bit like uh, the majority of British folk. So he's off to China? <laughs> no, he's come back. To? To Jongbuk. Okay. He's a defender, right? Left back, I believe. Okay. So, they got rid of that guy to China, and it looks as if they've spent or reinvested the money uh, into into uh, Kim Jin Soo. Okay. He himself has come out and said that he uh, <coughs> he does not view um, coming back to Korea as being a failure. But interestingly, John Book now do have uh, Kim Jin Soo and Kim Bo Kyung. Both players, so you could arguably um, say failed in Europe. And the Wookiee, who's also failed in Europe numerous times, and he's actually not managed to get there despite all the rumours. Yeah, so yeah, so I think, I mean, maybe I'm a bit harsh in saying that Kimbo Kyung failed, but I mean, he, he did relatively well in his first season, right? But... You have to imagine that he didn't really view himself being back in Korea quite so soon, yeah? So, I think it's been a pattern that we talked about a couple of podcasts ago, where there were some players from like, Japan who were, who were coming back. You know, the players who had moved over and were coming back, the players from other countries, they're coming back over as well. So I wonder if this is a pattern that we might see, whether some of the Korean players who actually, you know, maybe haven't quite set, set the hell in a light, uh, in Europe, but might actually decide his time to come back. Uh, one player who's not coming back, it would appear, is Kim Ji Yong, who was at uh, Shanghai SIPG. Uh-huh. It was rumoured that he would be coming back to Seoul, but he appears to be off to sign somewhere else. 
Yeah, I saw that, right? Even though he was actually seemed to have been it wasn't even just rumoured, it was like claimed that he'd actually had a medical at FC Seoul, right? Yeah. Like, but then he suddenly seems to have been going to some they like, moved to some other Chinese club, right? Yeah. Well that was like that was an, one of the first nailed on rumours of the of the off season, so yeah. that's that's gone. So do you think that's I mean, are you disappointed that you didn't get him? Is that something could he have bolstered your squad considerably? Uh, I think so. He was a really good player in in the season or two before he we went to China, and I, w- I would love to have him back if he's still up to that key, that sort of level. Obviously, it's not to be this year, at least. Maybe, maybe if he doesn't if it doesn't work out, he'll be back in the summer or next year. But okay. So, I mean, looking at kind of transfers in and out, so do you think <coughs> like last year at this time there was a lot of talk that that the John Book had brought in players that would. You know, they like improve. You know, like like the K League. In fact, they they had coming back and a few other players. You know, like there's a lot of good players coming in. And do you think is there any signings that you think have kind of uh, are going to get bums and seats? Is there a, a Dehan signing that's going to add four thousand to a to a crowd? Is Kim Jin Soo going to make four thousand John Book fans come out? Uh, four thousand extra. <laughs> I don't think so. I think uh, John Book have sold more than they bought. I would expect Suwon crowds to go up this year because they bolstered their squad. Yeah. Um, if you're talking about the transfer so far, not not so much from a crowd point of view, but just from a squad strengthening point of view, I'm really beginning to fear for Pohang. There seems to be something really amiss there, right? Uh, Ali Abbas, the guy who they signed just like in the close season, is off. Yeah. Uh, or he's leaving. Uh, Lazar says Ali Abbas they signed it last summer did they yeah, yeah. Right, Lazar's uh, gone the, he's, he's definitely gone they're bringing rumoured to be bringing some other guy in um, but you know the goalkeeper's gone like uh, Min Chang Jin the guy they sold and the, the guy they sold to Seoul Shin Kwang Hoon is it yeah so the, they seem they, they seem in disarray but it's one thing to be Poor, but it, it just looks as if they're they're kind of given up, as if Posco maybe have actually pulled, you know, they pulled the uh, maybe pulled the plug on, on like some of their funding. I don't, I don't know, like, cause you they barely scraped, you know, like the playoffs or sorry, out of the playoffs on the last day, beating a, a relatively horrendously poor Songnam team. Yeah. Uh, so they were there, they're about right up to the last couple of minutes. Um, so. I would be surprised if they weren't back down there again this season. Mm. And that's got to be the kind of thing that... Dist- I mean, like, Pong are one of the most successful Korean teams, right? I mean... I don't know. I feel I feel pretty bad. I, f- I feel like there's something yeah, kind of maybe deeper there, yeah? It's a pretty... Yeah. It's, it's not a good situation for a club that, 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 you know, that was up there just a couple of years ago, yeah? Um... Yeah, we, we talked a bit earlier about Songnam's latest signing, Biscuit. I see they've also let a couple of guys go this week. E Young. Uh, yeah. Went to Kangwon, was it? Uh, I'm not really sure. I, didn't, I wasn't really watching the ones going out. I was just watching for the ones coming in. Uh, yeah, I think, because yeah, they signed some guy on loan from FC Seoul as well. We talked about that, yeah, last week we talked about that. Yeah, so... Um, and now we're linked with an Iranian 
defender, but now they're coming out and saying that that's just a lot of rubbish. Uh, they're looking at somebody else. <coughs> so, there's been a lot of. I feel sorry to. Or I would feel sorry if I was an Anyang fan, for example, because they're the kind of clubs that you, you're expecting to be at the top of the challenge next year are kind of bringing in signings, you know, that they, they, they're making kind of big moves and the kind of lower clubs are just look as if they, they, like, there's going to be a pretty big gap in the challenge, I think. Uh, also, one other big change in the, in, in the challenge is uh, So Eland let go of other manager. I'm not quite sure if he was fired or jumped. Uh, and they brought in the manager who was the manager of Yunnan University. Yeah. Now I wonder if they brought him in because he ran Songnam close twice in the in, in the in the cup the last two seasons, but who knows? Or maybe he just looks a bit like Lenny the mascot, so they don't have to buy a new mascot costume. Yeah, no one has seen Lenny. I don't think Lenny has been seen for a while. He's probably sitting gathering dust somewhere under the under the annals of the of the uh, Jamshil Stadium. Or, or does the new mascot look like one of the? Uh, isn't there a, there's a, a training shoe mascot as well at Eland, is it not? There's a whole bunch of mascots. They have like more mascots than fans. Maybe he looks like one of them. Like, I'll be interested to see what happens to Eland, to be honest. Like, you know, they had this plan. Enemy of the podcast, Stevie, seems uh, a bit underwhelmed so far. Hey, I think, uh, colour me, colour me, what was his tweet? Uh, colour me underwhelmed I think it was right or something oh, yeah. unimpressed unimpressed yeah but but Dan seems optimistic yeah but Dan's a fairly optimistic guy so uh, I guess that's his job right to G, G things up and yeah we'll, we'll maybe try and get him back on again see if he if he can do the podcast up <laughs> uh, so I guess like one of the reasons maybe why Quang Chan Hoon maybe left was to get himself a, like, a more of a profile you know the, the, the K-League is not really exactly the world's most marketed or best marketed despite league. our efforts despite our efforts so you think Quan might see himself in a, in the, in the, as a regular in the national team you think he might see himself in the next World Cup uh, assuming Korea qualify well, it's going to be impossible for them not to qualify is it not really uh, they'll quali- they, I'm not sure they're, they're I think if they manage to qualify for this one they'll qualify for every World Cup thereafter yeah so like the World Cup has been extended to be that should just everyone 48 teams yep so everyone I, the look on your face says that you're not happy with that uh, I'm really not happy with it because Scotland are only in the top 60 or so uh, I just think I think extending the World Cup to 48 teams is just, what's the point I mean you look at uh, they've extended it and you just get teams who get utterly humped I, I don't really and I, I get this whole idea of if you're playing against better nations then you improve but I don't actually really believe that but like San Marino are still shit Andorra are still rubbish but Iceland the Fairwells are still honking Iceland have got better yeah because Iceland have a population of more than 200 people in a fish market but their, their population is what about 300,000 in Iceland it's still more than 200,000 people in a fish market uh, I, I got to disagree with you I, I think if you want to take that tack you, you need to reduce the World Cup down to about five or six teams. Just give me a Germany. Because just have Germany choose who they want to beat in the final. Because, because what, what I've seen on, on Twitter and on the internet is people saying, well, Trinidad or 
Iceland are never going to win the World Cup, so why should we increase the number of participants to 48 to, to let them in? I agree. Uh, but if well done. Well said, Paul. But if you're going to take that attitude, you're going to say, well, why let England in? Why? No, okay, why Paul, this podcast is the best one ever. Why they, they've been agreeing on everything. Why let Uruguay in? Just have, just have a semi-final. Germany, Italy, Brazil, Argentina, let the four of them play off for the World Cup. Yeah, that works. There's no, there's no point having an else. Maybe Spain. Spain, Spain play a playoff with Italy to get the right for the fourth, for the fourth semi-final spot. Nobody else has got a, a snowflake's chance in hell of being a, a, a World Cup winner on a regular basis. Yeah. And of course you get the fluke, where, like the fluke years where Leicester win the Premier League or or Greece uh, win the or win the Euros. Yeah, but that's 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 once in what five or six. Well, uh, what five, five or six events, right? So why? <coughs> exclude, exclude them all but why open a 48 that's my point why not just keep it the way it is there was nothing wrong with it I, I assume what's his name Infantini is a massive fan of the podcast and the the, uh, the tagline for the for that World Cup will be 48 shades of football so we'd better bloody trademark this right now <laughs> better actually right <laughs> ok so yeah so you have to call us yeah. uh, use it yeah oh, well done Paul maybe he's a big fan of the podcast he's yeah. listener X He's the chap. As opposed to the ex-listener. Uh, well, while we're listening to this, every week, um, obviously when someone likes our podcast on SoundCloud, we get an email, right? Uh-huh. And there's this one chap called Ian Cleverly, who every week, without fail, I get an email saying, Ian Cleverly liked a, a track. And he's always like five or six podcasts behind. I'm just, wonder- I'm just wondering who you are, Mr. Cleverly. Uh, yeah, and, and thank you for Cleverly liking our podcast. <laughs> Because, I mean, frankly, we know most of our listeners. No, 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 his name is Ian, not Frank. <laughs> you, can't, you can't change his name halfway through the podcast. <laughs> we know most of our listeners, right? And we do indeed, yeah. Do you know anyone called Ian Cleverly? Uh, I, don't, I don't know anyone called Ian Cleverly at all. Oh, well. You're out there, and we, we thank you for your ongoing listenership. We do indeed. Thank you, Ian. Thank you. And keep listening. Someone's got it. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, so, I mean, my opinion... We won't agree on this, but my opinion is like definitely trade. So my opinion is definitely like 48 is too many teams in the World Cup. So that this is going to be for the 2026 World Cup, right? Uh, I don't know the date. Yeah. Nine years time. You think by that time we'll be big enough that we can be a global partner of, of the World Cup? It worked for Kumo Tires and Real Madrid. So yeah, yeah. so yeah. That, that's what we have to aim for. Nine years time, we'll we'll be there, center circle doing a kickoff, a la Diana Ross. <laughs> we yeah. nine years time. I probably need a Zimmer to get to the other end of the goals. But anyway, we can aim for a, pr- a press pass to represent the KFA. <laughs> as soon as I figure out how to get them to unblock us. <laughs> yes, we're no chance gonna. <sighs> okay, okay. So I guess Paul, like uh, that was a big sigh. I guess like. We're kind of reaching the end of the podcast there. Uh, we will kind of leave it with the two of us battling over whether or not we agree that 48 Shades of Football was a fantastic podcast name, but not a good idea for a World Cup. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. I'm going to change the name of the podcast in protest to Four Shades of Football. Okay. Four Indeed. and a half. So I guess it's only time to see us out with something, as we said, something World Cup-y. Nuts.